welcome to another episode of Brick House, the podcast about reframing porn addiction. I'm your host, Ben Fraser, who also happens to be a recovering porn addict. Today we're talking about the artist's life and how that relates to porn addiction. But first, the 60-second check-in. Well, let's see, today is day nine, no porn, no masturbation. Um, I'm, uh, I've been dating somebody. Uh, we have not had sex yet. I say yet because I think we were going to have some very nice um, times of kissing and making out, which have been great, actually. And uh, a lot of talking, a lot of cuddling. It's been good. I have some more things I want to check in about, but uh, because I've been away so long, uh, I, I need to make that a, its own segment. So that's coming up. So uh, let's get to the, some of those other check-ins. Um, first of all, you might be wondering, like, where is the podcast? What's been going on? Well, a couple things. One is that since my relationship ended with my previous girlfriend back in April, I had to move. And so now I've been living for the last four or five months um, in a place with housemates. And there is very little privacy in the place where I'm living. And I have a housemate living directly above me who can basically hear everything I'm saying in uh, the place where I'm recording if she's home. And her schedule is sort of not predictable. So she's home a lot. So basically, it's very hard to find a time to make a podcast. She happens to be out of town right now, so now it's a time I can do the podcast. And she doesn't actually know that I do a podcast because I haven't. We haven't had this discussion yet, um, and maybe that's a good thing. So the other thing is that um, because of the breakup and the upheaval in my life, um, I have been having a lot of slips and binges and porn episodes and whatever you call them. So I've, I felt like I have not been very... Um, I haven't really been an authority on how to quit porn since <laughs> I haven't been quitting porn very well myself. So I'm a little embarrassed about that. And I guess I feel like I want to have something to say to you guys who are listening, some advice, some suggestions. And I don't know that I can be very convincing if I just looked at porn a week ago or a day ago or whatever. Um, so, but today I actually feel like I do have some things to say. So that's why I'm broadcasting. One more thing about the podcast is um, back in episode 10, I made a promise to make 100 episodes of this podcast. This is uh, number 60. Um, so I still want to honor that promise. <laughs> And my, the, the rate I'm going once a month, it, it could take a while. <laughs> but um, I think I'm still going to have things to say. And it feels really good for my recovery to, to be making the podcast. So I really want to honor that promise. All right, well, let's get to the topic. So I want to talk about living the artist's life as a porn addict. I listened to a podcast by... Matt Dopschutz called Porn Free Radio, which is amazing and fantastic. It's a great resource. Um, but there's one thing that that I sort of take issue with a little bit, and that's um, 
the way of thinking about it in general. So let me let me explain a little bit more about that. Um, Matt's method is to come at it very rationally. It's like, well, if you want to quit porn, this is what you need to do. And these are some of the obstacles and these are ways you can overcome the obstacles. And these are like five different things you can do to do X. So it's very rational. It's very methodical. Uh, it's very list oriented. It's very left side of the brain. And that's great. And it's, that can be really useful. But sometimes I think that this addiction doesn't really respond very well to rational methods and lists. It's like, yeah, actually, I know the, the five things I have to do, but for some reason, for some reason, I'm not doing them. And so that's why I want to talk a little bit about being an artist. I am an artist. Um, I'm a filmmaker. I'm a musician. I, I, I paint. Um, I really approach things. I, I'm creative in many ways. And I think I, I try to approach my life as a creative artist. So the question today is like, what, what, would, um, what would it be like to approach porn addiction and quitting porn as an artist? Using some of the things I've learned as a creative person to, to work on porn addiction. So one thing about creativity is it involves making choices. Let's think about doing a painting, for instance. So if you're painting, let's say you're doing an abstract painting. Um, you put a little color here, like in the left hand, upper left hand corner. And then you have to decide, it's like, well, I want to put some other color, but what color should it be? So that's a choice that you make. And how do you make that choice? Well, it's just kind of like, well, it it sort of feels right. It's sort of like, that's what my eye wants to see, is that color. And then you put that on there, and then it's like, well, what, what do I want to put in the right-hand corner? What I look at the other colors I have a choice of, and I think, well, I think that green would really look nice against that blue. So it's a kind of thinking that relies very much on feeling and intuition and checking in with yourself. You know, same with like writing a song. It's like, well, I have this melody, and where do I go now with this melody? Um, I need to, I need to say something. I need I need the melody to go in a different direction. Where should it go? And you know, sometimes you can do things with music. You can do it mathematically. You can say, well, I think the best thing to do for this next section would be to use the four chord. Um, the musicians will understand what I'm talking about. Um, use the four chord, and then um, it's an interesting melody if we go up a fifth here. You know, you, you could, you could, and computers actually can make up melodies, but um, they usually don't sound very good. Um, so you have, so a, as a creative person, I have to kind of follow what, what it feels like, what I feel like, what I'm drawn to. And that's very different than making other kinds of, other kinds of thinking. So let's think about that in regards to, to porn addiction. So, you know, I think... I became an addict because my my gut or my feeling took me in a certain direction, you know? It's like I was struggling with certain kinds of pain, emotional pain, isolation, disconnection, and I wanted some comfort, so I was choosing comfort. And that's that's how I chose the look at porn and masturbation. It's like this is comforting. This is going to make me feel better. But, you know, as the addiction kind of takes over and the compulsion becomes more of a problem. Um, it's not so comforting anymore. 
um, it's not, it doesn't help us in our lives. In fact, it starts to become, you know, this, this little habit that we developed to comfort ourselves becomes something that gives us pain. So, so that's where the rational part comes in. It was, we kind of have to notice it's like, oh, this thing that used to give us pleasure now gives us a little bit of pleasure, but it ends up giving us more pain. And we have to kind of look look outside the immediate gratification and think in a lar- on a larger scale, a larger picture, a long-term plan. So I think it's really important to have a rational piece when we're thinking about addiction. But there's this other part where there's there's some room, I think, for th- going with our guts, like what what does feel right? And noticing noticing our feelings when we're like in the addiction. It's like, well, well the, that's kind of the point here that I'm trying to make is that it feels pretty it feels pretty bad to be out of control. It feels pretty bad to be looking at images on a computer and masturbating for hours on end to imaginary pictures. Well, actually, the pictures are real, but the the thing that's turning us on is imaginary. There's no, there's not a person there. There's not a person there who, who, you know, we're imagining, I'm imagining that this, this woman loves me and wants me, you know, which is not true. So that's kind of where, where we can get stuck. But the interesting thing about porn too, is that it, it, it gives us a, a kind of a narrative, you know, there's a story um, that is, is put forth in porn, which is that women want to have sex all the time. Women are available. Uh, you know, the basic lie is that these beautiful women want you or want me, you know, and um, that's kind of an attractive lie. You know, that's why it's got a lot of power. It's got, it's got a lot of pull because you know, we found this thing, or I, I was trying to speak for myself. I found this thing because I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel loved. And so I used my imagination that this other beautiful woman loved me, wanted me, because I didn't, I wasn't getting that in my life. So that's the narrative of porn. And it's a, it's a very, it's a really, ultimately a very damaging narrative um, because it's, it's just not true. <laughs> um, the other thing is that, you know, it's really not true that, that there is no love in our current lives, even though it, it might feel like that. We might have to look around or think about it a little bit, but there's so much love around us. I believe that's true, even though I don't really know who's listening to this, but I believe that whoever you are, there is 99% of you, there's, there's somebody who loves us and cares about us and some relationship that we can, we can hold on to. It's not always true. It's not always true. There are some people that, as we know, um, have kind of really horrible lives. But I think most of us, especially if you're listening to this podcast, um, if you have the resources to be able to have a smartphone and stuff, there's probably somebody around who loves you and wants to be connected to you. So so notice that. But, but the th- other thing I want to talk about now is changing the narrative. So porn gives us this one story, which is a lie. Um, and one thing we can do as, as an art, as artists, as creative people, and I believe that everybody is creative, 
is you get to make up your own story, okay? There's this narrative that our culture gives us that there's nothing wrong with porn, that uh, it's, it's common, it's normal, go to it, have fun, ha, ha, ha. Um, so there's that narrative. And it's pretty dominant in the United States uh, popular culture right now. I can point to lots of examples. Um, so, so as an artist, I want to change the narrative. I want to change the narrative. I want to make up my own story. And there's this other narrative, too, that we, we tell ourselves that we can't get out of this, that we're stuck, that we're powerless, that we'll always be addicted to porn. We'll always be doing this. It's always been going on. It's always going to... So that's one narrative. So I want to tell you that you have the power, I have the power to change that narrative. We can become the, the heroes of our own story here, not the victims. We can choose a different life for ourselves. So I want you to imagine a different life where porn is not the dominant sexual element of your life, where you have connections to real people, where you, you might be having sex and the sex you're having is with a, a real person and you have your full emotions and your full mind when you're having sex. and Or you might not be having sex, but you still have your mind. And that is such a more appealing picture than this picture of somebody masturbating to imagine, you know, to pictures on a computer. I don't, that picture is not something I want to hold out as an ideal for myself. I want to hold out the ideal for myself of being, having lots of people close to my life, friends, family, a lover, lots of people that I can connect to and be myself with. And I, I can, I can share who I am and be accepted and have my feelings. This is the vision I have. This is the story that I want to tell about myself. And this is the story that I want to have happen. So that's what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about living life as an artist when thinking about porn addiction. So here's an appreciation for this podcast. And that is a movie called The Hunt for the Wilder People. It's a movie from New Zealand. Because it's from New Zealand, it's got a different kind of uh, sense of humor than a lot of Hollywood movies. And it feels very real, very human, um, very funny. Well, of course, it's it's not real because it's exaggerated. But um, the human emotions and feelings and relationships seem very real. And um, I like it because I don't think it's a spoiler to tell that, to say that people are choosing relationships which sounds boring uh, but um, I had a great time at it and I loved it so I recommend that check it out find, try and find it where you are so that's it for today thanks for listening you can find links to some of the things I talked about in the show notes if you have questions or comments if you want to watch the Brickhouse web series or listen to other podcast episodes go to BrickhouseWebSeries.com by the way I've started um, taking some of the songs from the episodes and um, creating separate videos for the songs. No acting or dialogue. So if that sounds interesting to you, um, check that out. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel and you'll, you'll see when the songs come out. Remember, 
I want you to imagine a different life. 